Hello and welcome to an actual play podcast of Demonology, an upcoming tabletop role-playing game. The game is a work in progress, so rules may change, but the stories will remain. Dear Dr. Chatimon, Your recent work on the Isle of Wight is commendable. However, it appears that a matter has arisen in Bristol, and you will be taking the lead. You shall meet with Pyotr Benedictus Kirshimov and Eli Sawthorne, who have been on assignment in Cornwall, a new recruit, Tanazart Valet Baragson, and a colleague that I believe you have already operated with, Sir Rumpet Umpert. You shall find each other at the Hatchet on Frogmore Street, with rooms there paid in full for as long as you need. Please do remember to send word if you no longer require them. The curiosity itself is public. Thus it is possible that the witchfinders are already investigating, but currently it is just that, a curiosity. On the 9th of July, a man appeared to have climbed onto the cathedral, though no one saw this happen. Once there, he combusted and leapt, colliding with the ground a moment later and frightening the children of the Sunday school. The first note of interest is that the body showed no signs of burns. The man was not identified, though apparently he was well built and had the look of a Scotsman. The second note of interest in this, that night, after the body was taken to the morgue, it vanished and has not been seen since. Those two details together are our cause for concern. Fortunately, the latter has been contained by our employer in this matter, Lady Anne Clifford, the 14th Baroness to Clifford his friends, to the Bishop of Bristol, John Thornborough. Lady Anne will make the introduction to the Bishop Thornborough at your convenience, although she will not be able to stay in Bristol long. Your charge is this. Find that body and see if magic has disappeared, reanimated or played tricks with it. Hopefully this is some junior druid playing with fire. If so, tell them of the concilium. Otherwise, there may be something darker. In which case, you know your excommunications. Bring the hand in, however you are able. Chief Justice Lord Matthew Stern, Inquisitor General, twice over. So nice, they named him twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Alex, and today we're going to be playing Demonology. We're off to Bristol, so let's introduce everybody who is going to be playing today. I am Siobhan, and I am playing Tanazat, and I use he-him pronouns. I'm Fionn, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Sir Rumput Umput. Hi, I'm Mo, um, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm playing a reformed rogue named Eli Sawthorne. I'm Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Pyotr Benedictus Kershimov. My name is Felix, I use they, them pronouns, and I am playing Dr. Jude Chatimont. So as I said, I'm Alex, I use he, they pronouns, and I'm going to be mediuming today's session. Lovely. Because uh, we know that uh, Pyotr and Eli have recently been in Cornwall, and Dr. Chatimon has been in uh, the Isle of Wight. Where is Tanazat, and where is Rumpert? Where are they coming from? Uh, well, the last time I think uh, I was spending time with Rumpert, uh, he was somewhere... It was the Midlands, was it not? Uh, it was in Rutland. It was in Rutland. It was sunny Rutland. And uh, since then, he is... Uh, been around the block somewhat, by which I mean 
he's wandered around quite a bit and uh, been around. So uh, I would say that he's just sort of, if he's he's received this letter probably from someone superior to him, and he's taken it quite literally. So he is marching up and down <laughs> uh, the street looking for a small axe. Uh, presumably he believes it to be a clue. Um, just along Frogmore Street. So likely someone will see him, him being an enormous shaggy-haired man with great long fingernails and an enormous axe strapped upon his back. I'll note, uh, I'm going to drop this in the Discord, but I'll also put a link to it in show notes of a picture of Bristol from 1813. It's not quite the right period. It's a 200 years out, but it's so it's the best estimate I've got of Bristol. Um, so Tanazart, where's Tanazart coming from? Uh, since Tanazart used to be a privateer, she is no stranger to just going to port towns to talk to her old pirate friends. So she is just visiting Bristol and happens to receive the letter when she is there. Oh, Tanazart's already in Bristol. Excellent news. Do you, do you head to the hatchet relatively uh, swiftly? How funny that you would say that, because Jude's nickname is the Swift, not for the right reasons. Um, my impression of Jude is that he sort of just arrives places. He is rarely seen in transit, uh, but he does propose that he is always on holiday, which is a barefaced lie. He shall not be alone. He is constantly accompanied by one of his agents, Martha. A 15-year-old ex-beggar girl who, by nature of being his operative, is just always there. She likes playing with knives. That is absolutely a thing about Sherlock Holmes, though, isn't it? Um, Sherlock Holmes has the opportunity to make the beggars that he works with ex-beggars, but does not. (laughs) (laughs) They always remain so, regardless of being in his employ for a very long period of time. Piotr and Eli, how's travelling together along the road been? I think very good. I think we got you know, along we, pretty well. Yeah, we had a riotous time in Cornwall, and I think that we found a lot of common ground, yeah. um, mostly in antagonism to the fucking French prick <laughs> who was accompanying <laughs> us at the time. Uh, oh, that, yes, one uh, of Siobhan's characters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, they don't mean uh, they they don't mean Jude. They mean Saint Jean, the lace merchant. It's yeah. quiet. I am accustomed to gentle xenophobia. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Rumpert. <laughs> and we bonded over wrangling cows. So it sounds like Tanazart would likely be arriving at the hatchet around the same time as Piotr and Eli, um, and then shortly afterwards we'll be seeing. Jude come along and see Rumpet striding through the streets. When Tanazar arrives in the hatchet, it's a squat building. And I mean squat in terms of each floor is quite small, but it's got five of them. It's quite quiet. It's around early, sort of like late morning, about let's say 11. And as you come in, you're met um, with a kindly seeming old lady who says, Oh, hello, madam. Are you looking for a luncheon, or are you looking for a place to stay tonight? Good day, madam. I am seeking... Hmm. Simply a glass of water, and a place to sit. Oh, glass of water. 
living dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. I'll I'll boil it for you. And she heads out um out back to the kitchen. Boil it. This country is so terribly backwards. <laughs> so do you just sit quietly? Do you do you, do you wish to speak at all with the old lady before the others arrive? When she returns with the water, I shall I shall have a little word with her. So she pops a, a slightly warm glass of water down on the table and says, There you are. Pardon me, mistress. What is your name? Oh, my name's Marjorie Beckworth. Pleased to meet you. Can I get your name as well? <laughs> you may call me Miss Baragson. Oh, lovely Miss Baragson. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. And a pleasure to make yours, Marjorie. Has anything strange happened lately? She sort of, like, dusts her hands along her apron. Oh, um... Have you been in town long at all? I have been visiting friends. Oh, okay, so, um... Maybe you will have heard... We had a strange occurrence on the Sunday with... Um, a, poor, a poor gentleman um, had, a, had a fall off the cathedral, but it's... it's it's all over now. Just, 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 just a strange incident. I, I do believe. Was this unfortunate gentleman not also on fire? <laughs> oh well, I, I, I feel like it's likely a silly rumor. You know, you know, you understand. Now, uh, there's simply uh, no reason to be concerned, as it were. It's, it, it, it's a few days ago now. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't um, matter much. I think the constabulary dealt with it very well. I would like to persuade from this woman if she has any of her own personal suspicions about what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think you used exactly the term. So for clarity for listeners, we'll be rolling a test. Tests are the basic way of uh, interaction with the game. Siobhan's going to be rolling. Uh, What's your your sway? My sway is two, and Tanazat is skilled in persuasion. Perfect. So you roll a dice for each of your attributes, of which they're fitness, constitution, sway, virtue, and intelligence. And then you roll an extra dice if you are skilled in the skill in question, which in this case will be persuasion. And do you have any knowledges to throw in there to help? No, no, I do not. Ah, Well, three dice is still a good chance. You got a success on a four or a five, um, and a six is a matter that we'll deal with if it comes up. Let's really hope it doesn't. Uh, immediately is the best way. There's a five. Oh, Immediate oh, success. So, um, so what do you do to um, encourage information out of Marjorie Beckworth? What Tanazat will do is that she will lean forwards a little over her steaming glass of water so that the, the steam rises into her face slightly threateningly. Marjorie, I'd imagine that we were to become friends and you would lie to me. Such a shame. She she takes a step back and says, No, no, of course I'm not lying to you. It's simply that, well, it's a strange matter. I, I, I couldn't tell you a single thing about what, what's happened. All I know is that the constabulary came in very quickly and they the halted the sermon and poor children, poor children of the school. I, I do worry for them. Oh, yes. The poor children. Who is the constable here? The constable is a lady called Jenny Morton. She's she, well, she's the chief constable, and she does keep a very tight ship. Ah, a woman of quality. I can respect that. 
Marjorie heads off back to the um, uh, back to the bar and deals with anybody else that comes through. But because it's the morning, uh, it's it's relatively quiet. In through the door at around midday, pops Pyotr, Benedictus, Kershomov, and Eli Sawthorn. You've been given descriptions of each other uh, to work off, and um, you're all difficult to miss. Can I just ask what day it is? Oh, it is the eleventh of July. The um the Sunday was the ninth of July. Uh, which is when uh, the man on the cathedral incident occurred. So you're arriving two days afterwards. So yeah, um, when you when you come through the door, uh, Marjorie hails Pyotr and Eli and says, "Oh, hello, hello, hello. Are you looking for something something for luncheon, or are you looking for a place to stay?" I think Pyotr Pyotr's going to kind of uh, take a take a step forward and not quite address Marjorie, but. Uh, if it's possible to try and gauge the spiritual veracity of a room uh, in a glance, he will try and kind of survey any of the patrons look uh, to be sufficiently holy and devout. And um, I just wonder what he sees when he when he looks around, how many people are, uh, are, are supping at midday. So it's, it's quiet. There are probably a few people um, having their lunch. Um... But there's 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 a few um, old timers gently nursing drinks in the corner, but otherwise you spot uh, Tanazart, who you'll have the description of to be one of your um, one of your fellow inquisitors. There's nothing particularly uh, religiously I- iconographic in the room. He's, he's just going to look around and uh, kind of to, to Marjorie. He's just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going, and then he's he's, he's going to. He's gonna. I think. I think. Kind of gesture at Tanazar with like a, like a, like almost a wagging finger, and be like, "I'll get to. You, I'll get to you in a. I'll get to you in a second. Um, but he's gonna. He's gonna take Marjorie, and he's. He's gonna say, "I'm not doing the voice, by the way." Um, <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna say, uh, "Fair lady, good woman, daughter of daughter of the divine. I'm here on ill tidings." Uh, she is immediately um, a bit taken aback um, and says, Oh, what are, what are such tidings? Foul devilry and conflagration in the city of Bristol. Oh. Uh, uh, con- oh, you're talking about the man on the cathedral again. You're the second person this morning to worry. There's nothing to worry about that. It's simply, simply a strange occurrence. This, this is, uh, you needn't concern yourself with the devil, sir. Strange occurrences indeed. It is at this point that I would like to roll a perception check. Tanazart from where she is to maybe pick up the vibe of the conversation that's going on over there. <laughs> Um, well, so so you have you definitely have the description of Piotr, um, and so you could, uh, but yeah, you, roll ahead just to see if you can, um, uh, without drawing attention to yourself. Um, I am skilled in perception, and I have two intelligence. Do you also add one for demonology? Uh, not for demonology. <laughs> I'm just uh, well, I'm well, devilry here. <laughs> I think I think you did you did quite quite clearly hear um uh 
Marjorie professed that there was no 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 devilry, so you can quite easily get that element of the conversation without um without difficulty. Let me uh roll. I I, I can't. No I, idea. No I have, idea. I have no idea. I was looking over, sort of perplexedly, <laughs> at people who I've been told to recognize. You 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 barely even notice the gentle wagging finger from Piotr, <laughs> um, directed towards yourself. Um, it's that water you're just thrown by how warm it is. The steam has um, got in her eyes <laughs> for a whole hour. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think Eli notices uh, Marjorie's flustering and uh, kind of comes from behind Peter and, and says, um, uh, "Don't don't mind him. Um, we're, we're just here to meet somebody, but um, thank you for your hospitality." She um she she flusters a bit further and then says, "Thank you. You're a you're a nice young man." Um, uh, and then turns back to Piotr and says, "If you need anything, then you could you can simply ask, but." This 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 talk of devilry, I simply will not have it. It is too early in the morning. Um, and she heads off to a back room. When Piotr and Eli look to Tanazart, uh, and when Tanazart looks to Piotr and Eli, what does everybody see? So what does Tanazart look like? Uh, Tanazart is a is a is a black Tuareg woman in her late fifties wearing. She goes about in shades of blue, and her hair, save for two of her braids, are up in a black headscarf tied. The headscarf's tied back of her head. She she is wearing a kilt over her hosiery because she thinks that skirts are silly and impractical. Excellent. Uh, are any weapons visible? What you can see is that next to her is a huge repeating crossbow that she just sort of sat down. <laughs> <laughs> not messing about. Um, and uh, on the other side of things, um, what does Tanazar uh, see of Eli and um, Piotr? Uh, go with Eli first. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Eli is probably the opposite of Pewter. He's uh, quite small, pale, like quite short. Uh, he looks he looks quite young, kind of early 20s um in clothes that is kind of rolled up clearly not originally his clothes but he's he's adopted them or stolen uh and uh he has a short bow on his back lovely and and then piotr so i think i've been describing him uh recently as, as barrel shaped uh <laughs> in, in terms of stature um thick thick in the chest uh, and withered in the withered in the face, he's a a, a man in his in his twilight years. But uh, the de- the demeanor and energy, I I think that he's exerting it, it it doesn't betray that as much. So he's a uh, I never really know what I think he's wearing because I don't think he ha- I have any armor of any kind of any kind at all really. So I think uh, some 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 scrappy some scrappy robes, uh, but kind of cut appropriately so that they're not getting in the way of things um are probably covering covering his his uh wrinkled and manhood his wrinkled manhood um and otherwise i mean you said it um i think he's uh, lost some of the kind of formal attire that he would have had in his youth serving the various uh czars and uh, lo- lords of russia in his in his conquests 
but uh, he's got uh, he's kept the facial hair of uh, you know uh, a well-traveled man, uh, a, a, a kempt beard, a kempt beard, uh, and a. She wants. She wants. Just put a fucking picture in the chat. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll link that as well. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great. So he's, I think that hat. That hat does wonders for me. Um, <laughs> a little little. I don't know what you'd call it. Like a pie-shaped cap. It's a skull cap. Yeah, yeah. A little skull. That's what cap. it would have been called. A skull cap. And then, um, in terms of weaponry, he carries uh, just a. I, I think it's just better if you you just see the single farm scythe uh, that is kind of fixed to his <laughs> fixed to his back, and uh, he's kind of uh, stood next to Eli, uh, not towering, but definitely uh, <laughs> con- considerably uh, different in stature. Looming. I think I think his yeah I think his stature is definitely um, uh, increased by the presence of the scythe. Um, I think that has an, uh, uh, an almost hypnotic effect on the image of Pyotr. Um, so do you, do you go over to greet each other? I'll, I, I will definitely go over and I will, I will compliment, I will compliment the kilt. <laughs> yeah, I definitely follow behind, uh, Pewter. I, I, Eli spots the, the crossbow first and is definitely intrigued. So I'll just I'll just go from with uh, go with the uh, madam that is. You have brought a touch of uh, wonderful fashion to this wretched, wretched island. <laughs> I uh, I like you, strange man. We'll and do you? well. We'll do well. Little boy. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. Um, I'm Eli. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm assuming you're, you're uh, the, the, the woman we're supposed to meet here. Tanazat Walet Baragsin. At your service. It's a pleasure to meet you. How do you while the next, um, the next two hours? It's approaching about lunchtime. Uh, so do you want to get something from um, from the hatchet, or do you want to um, run a million miles away and find somewhere much more reputable? I'm happy. To, I'm happy to try and uh, convince uh, Marjorie to come sit sit with us and uh, talk a bit more, if she's willing. Um, I think Marjorie has already been um, uh, plied for information by Tanazart and um, threatened uh, by the uh, um, fear of God. Uh, by Piotr, so I think it's if you do want to um, lure her, o- her over um, to get some more out of her, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. So we're just waiting around. Well, we so we're we just waiting around for everyone else to arrive. You can indeed. Okay. Um, so uh, a little bit later, around about two, um, Jude, you arrive on Frogmore Street uh, to the site of what does what does Rumpa Umput look like? Rumpa Umput is. A man mountain of shaggy, unwashed, quasi-bird's nest style hair and very long, very hard-looking fingernails. He uh, he has, as I mentioned, a very large axe on his back with, uh, with two blades. And um, it's kind of 
often just kind of bonks into his head as he's like bending over to look at things because he's very <laughs> curious about the world. So he is, and he knows he's there here to solve a mystery. So uh, he's sort of walking up and down uh, Frogmore Street, uh, searching for clues, um, most of which are just things on the ground. Um, so when Jude sees uh, the Dread Knight of Deceit, as he is known, um, it's likely his his buttocks raised in the air as he gazes down at a cobblestone and goes, hmm. So, Jude, you'd recognise those buttocks anywhere. Um, I would indeed. You would indeed. Um, I would describe Jude as being the embodiment of benevolent indifference. <laughs> he is of unrecognisable stature, unrecognisable build, unrecognisable features, clad only in grey, all of his acolytes slash agents must also be clad in grey. He does have weapons. Um, he has daggers and a cleaver and an estoc, but all concealed under his grey cloak. Um, the only thing that is distinguishable is uh, a thumb bone uh, hanging from his neck on a string which is the mark of himself and his agents, as per my decision. Um, a human thumb bone? Yes. <gasps> cool. Cool, 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 he, cool, cool. He does not have a penchant for magic. He is mostly interested in things he can see and feel and trust, and has taken to uh, the medical arts rather intensely uh, for the purpose of an early and likely quite botched physical transition, as Jude is a trans man, not that anyone could discern, through his grey beard and grey hair and grey eyes. Um, and he has the most inconsistent French accent in the world, as he is only half French. <laughs> and we have decided that he is a Viscount of Etretat, where he grew up, purely out of spite. <laughs> because he does not care for worldly possessions, although he is extremely rich. <laughs> so the the two with the most inconsistent accents meet on the Frogmore Street. Yeah, uh, just for um, the listeners, it's worth noting that Rumpa Umpa is a knight who was cursed by um, some sort of druidic entity, uh, and he was cursed. His curse sort of manifests itself in what we might describe as druidisms. But really, it's just sort of a lengthy process of a man becoming nature. And in the end, <laughs> it will kill him or just absorb his consciousness into the earth. And this curse manifests itself in him just sort of absorbing communication skills, which does render it almost impossible to tell where he is from. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move with that. Not a consistent voice. <laughs> <laughs> most, most agreed upon. And being accompanied by Martha, when Jude spots the infamous buttocks, he would tap Martha gently and say, You see, little girl, that is a fool. And then he would approach Rumpet. Am I approaching Rumpet now? Yes. And as you whispered that, Rumpet, who has recently communed with enough with uh, the Great Spirit to attune his senses to a much higher level than a regular human's, heard your whispered tones and erupted into a great roar with, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Jid, I'm very pleased to see you. I have missed you very much. Sir, <laughs> Sir Rampert, always a pleasure and always a curse. See. Oh. And uh, Rampert just kind of stays there, nodding at him as if they share like a joke. I like to think of Rampert as like a hyper incel. Mm. <laughs> he has become very horny. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that out loud. He did. Yeah, he did. So I did the voice. Yeah. Rumper does not have any filter. Completely unprompted. Just, you, just suddenly uh, the thought came to Again, mind. the curse of his communication skills does just mm, lead to conversational bleed. <laughs> I will, uh, Jude will ask, um, Sir Rumpert, um, have you any interesting uh, information to pass on? Or is it adequate for us to proceed with our business? Well, I was looking for a hatchet, but I couldn't find one. So I suppose I should follow you where you may go. Jude at this point would gently point towards the hatchet that is right over there. That is a wooden building. You won't fool me, Monsieur Shakespeare. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jude points potentially towards the sign with a hatchet on it. At which point, Rumput tears at his head, claps himself <laughs> across his forehead, and marches inside. <laughs> Instantly. Very easy to convince. Yeah, it is. Um, so, um, uh, Marjorie Beckworth hears the door go again, sees the mountain and the indistinct greyness next door, um, and heads across to the, uh, uh, the, the, the bar and says, Hello, will you be looking for luncheon or a place to stay? Senorita, we are looking for friends. You understand? <laughs> she immediately points towards the table with Tanazar, Eli and Piotr and says, I think you'll find them there. Grazie. Jude will um will um uh, just uh look at Marjorie gently and say, "I do apologize. It's impossible to stop." See, um, I believe uh, that uh, we have rooms here that have uh, been paid for in advance. She um her eyes widen slightly, um and then uh she looks over to the the, the table, um with with all of you. Uh, and uh, looks back to Jude um, and says, Oh, my word. Uh, are you uh, Mr... And she looks at the, the, the ledger and very slowly, for, uh, like, phonetically pronounces Chatimont. Um Mary, and you are? Oh, my name is Marjorie Beckworth, and if you need anything, all the lot of you, then you simply need to ask. Um, uh, you've got full room and board paid here for us. Um, uh, it, it appears to be paid as long as you need, and the, the, the tab will all be settled. So uh, um, uh, your, your rooms are upstairs. Will three suffice? See. Uh, does the party agree? Does it three suffice? Rumpet definitely agrees. Yes. Three rooms. I can bunk with Piotr. It's 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 the attic room. It's got a double, and then the other two have single beds. I would sleep outside. Oh God! I don't I don't know if the two whirlwinds that are Rumpetumpus and Piotr should should stick with their minders. (laughs) um, Jude Jude will also tell Marjorie that if all goes well, 
they may officially extend the uh, number of days they spend there beyond their reality, just as a, you know. She um she looks uh, shocked and scandalized um for a split second um before she like she goes to um uh, uh to make a note in the ledger and then thinks that she shouldn't um and says yes yeah of course um shall you be requiring lunch at this point Rumpet begins to nod his head rather vociferously. It, imminently bread and cheese will be brought to the lot of you. Um, Lots of bugs uh, fall out of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, uh, you're, you're, you're all together. It's, um, it's around two in the afternoon. You, you're able to sit down at your table. Uh, how do the introductions to between Jude and uh, Rumpus and the rest go? I think Rumpet looks at his, uh, his new friends and kind of sizes them up. And they are new friends. You very much will believe that they will become friends. And uh, he kind of looks at each of them in the eye and tries to suss out what their deal is, by which he means like what language they speak. And he kind of starts chattering in Spanish at Tadazar and then kind of stares a bit at Piotr and pats Eli on the head. And that's sort of like what he how each of those interactions end up with sort of that's the feel for them. Do any of the characters react first? I'd like I'd like Piotr to to just without kind of addressing uh, Rumpet to kind of just reach across the the table which I imagine he has sat across from um just hold like Rumpet Umpet's jaw <laughs> shift it left and right inspecting <laughs> And and just to, to 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 mutter kind of crestfallen to no one in particular. So we have recruited a devil to fight the devil. <laughs> Rumford doesn't react to that. He maintains eye contact. And when it is done, he says nothing. <laughs> um Jude will look at Tanner's heart first and uh, say sort of gesturing towards a rumpet. Some things uh, should not be explained. And Tanazat will respond in French. I have a feeling that we should watch these two. <laughs> and then rumpet responds in French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would imagine Jude and Tanaz are sort of gently holding hands for a second and just saying Dr. Chatimon and respectively. Tanazat Balak Splendid. And then he would turn to the others, gesture at Piotr and say Good sir. Yeah, because we because uh, we've got a hist we've got a history. We've been on the, the Isle of Wight and uh, I feel like Jude is uh, already grown I would like not very to tired. This. Yes, already grown very tired <laughs> in the past. And then Jude would look at Eli and say, uh, uh, "And say, look, Martha, a friend." <laughs> Eli is slightly offended, but uh, will not will not show it on his face. I don't think he. I will say that Martha is usually playing with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Eli takes note of that and um, says, oh, uh, it, it's a pleasure to meet you both. Um, uh, uh, Martha, you, you too. <laughs> is is <laughs> going to be cautious. Right. Uh, can I propose 
uh, a division of activities that the party might agree or not to. See. Splendid. I shall do this as me and then as the character. We have a few links. I believe that the most diplomatic person should perhaps uh, seek out Lady Anne Clifford. I think I should go to the morgue, because I know of everything medicine. Uh, someone should also go to the Sunday school, and someone should talk to the constable. I think maybe I should talk to the constable. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Or perhaps I have a I have a thing, and Rumpet says that, and he raises his eyebrows possibly higher than any human should be able to, and from his po- <laughs> and from his pocket he pulls out a gem, and kind of wafts it under their noses, and it smells like nothing, but he's wafting it as if it smells <laughs> like something, as if because it does smell like something to him, and he goes, "I will bury this under a tray." And you will all find that people open up. And then again, with the eyebrows and the waggling and the bugs is that, is falling out of the hair. Drift does not disconfirm this because uh, Rumpet's methods have proven successful in the past to everyone's dismay. Yes. <laughs> I, I suspect that um, Rumpet might be experiencing synesthesia. Uh... <laughs> In a manner of speaking, basically, he has a spell where if he buries a tree, a gem under a tree, we can increase uh, the public's opinion of us. Or make everyone in the town incredibly horny, and it can go either way. Splendid. Um, So, Rumpet is going to walk north to the top of Bristol, and then he's going to find a tree and put it in it. So... uh, uh choice words um <laughs> um so while uh, rumpet heads north um uh, out of the main body of bristol um and jude appears to um uh be wanted to go to the morgue um yes. what about piotr eli and tanazat where can piotr uh, come with me who are they gonna... <laughs> i'm not coming anywhere fucking with you um... <laughs> I I think Piotr would either like to uh, interrogate uh, the spiritual health of the school children, or um, <laughs> oh, no. otherwise. Um, I don't know if there's any any use in um, getting onto the roof of the roof of the cathedral and kind of investigating that as like a crime scene or something to see if there's any remnants of magic or arcane doings. We might. Uh, find that we could reconvene and investigate it together. If because, we all meet back um, at the cathedral. Mm. Yeah, that yeah. like a good point. Okay, then I'll, I'll interrogate the, the Sunday school class. Plus, whoever talks to... Eli, please go with Piotr <laughs> to the children. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, it's worth noting that it is a Tuesday. Of... Eventually, we'd end up at the cathedral anyway, because whether we talk to Anne Clifford first and then end up with the bishop, it's likely that that's where we're going to be. So, um, so where is Tanazat heading? I will go to uh, the, uh, uh, no, <laughs> I, I will, I will go to the constable first because Tanazat understands coppers. And then I will go to Lady Anne Clifford and that should lead me to the cathedral afterwards. Okay. So, um, 
so Rumput will be arriving at the constabulary um, uh, shortly after Tanazart, hopefully with um, uh, spreading some horrifying curse over the town. Um, when I really hope that everyone has become super horny I during kind of, my interrogation. I kind of hope that everyone becomes super horny. <laughs> it is down to a roll. Oh, oh God! Oh, Should we do that only first so then we can know what to what to expect for the rest of the uh, engagements? Uh, so I think that um, uh, there's going to be there's going to be a, a a defining moment where um, Rumpus does this while people are already at their locations. Um, <laughs> okay. So so firstly, um, Tanazar and um, Jude, how do you find? Uh, firstly, the constabulary, and secondarily, the morgue. We ask Marjorie. We ask, yeah, we ask Marjorie. We haven't troubled the woman too much. So, um, ah. uh, Marjorie <laughs> is able to um, direct you to the constabulary. It's it's barely a few um, streets over from the hatchet itself, um, but she's not certain about a morgue. Mm. She she says that it's probably best to check with the constabulary. They'll likely have. Um, knowledge of that there. I was about to say. Well, well, then come with me to see the coppers first, Jude. Splendid. Um, lovely. So, um, uh, it's very easy to find the cathedral. It's Im- in- in- impossible to miss. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, uh, a street or two away from the hatchet. Um, so, you all head off um, in your three different directions out of the hatchet door. Very bold to have left Rumpa Umput to um, his own devices. <laughs> oh, truly, I mean, that will come back to... truly ridiculous of you all. <laughs> we had to have someone on either Peter or Rumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a horny wind spell, guys. What can go wrong? <laughs> what can go wrong? Um, oh, five miles around for an hour. This is all of Bristol. Um... So, <laughs> <laughs> Eli and Piotr, you arrive at the open doors of the cathedral. Um, people are uh, milling about the square outside, um, but the traffic in and out of the cathedral is is quite light during during the day on a Tuesday. Um, do you head on inside? I think uh, Eli does normally follow behind Peter considering he has more of an intimidating stance but uh this time Eli uh, slowly just nudges his way in front quite fearful of uh <laughs> what Peter might do to the poor children inside and and Piotr uh will uh kind of uh way 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 back sort of coming coming through the, coming through the doors uh he's going to be yelling uh various notions of of brimstone from the sky uh kind of questioning the traffic of the people uh and ask it, asking how how they can continue about themselves when they know uh that fiery devils fall upon the very ground they walk on oh wow um and going I, straight in with it and i'd like i um, i think i'd like that to be a role yeah no i i, I was going to suggest um, and I, want it I to feel be like this is ah, so yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I was going to suggest. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought for a split second, compassion is as far from compassion as it gets. Um, this yeah, is I pure think rhetoric. Is a good... Pure rhetoric. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens. What what what's your what's your sway? It's two. And what do you have performance? I do. 
Perfect. So is that, um, is, do you have anything that might help here? Uh, church, church law. Yep, perfect. Straight straight in with four dice there. Oh boy, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's some good talk. More than enough uh, successes. So yeah, what, what do you want to accomplish with your, um, your uh, preaching of damnation in the doors of a cathedral? Uh, I want to stress sort of the urgency of this, of this hulking um, shambles uh, as kind of some kind of uh, writing of some great wrong. So as I'm commanding that the people of Bristol will kind of realize their own spiritual uh, deficiencies and kind of come uh, with any come forth with any knowledge that they de- that they deem useful uh, and uh, will tell me of all the happenings that have happened at the uh, cathedral uh, since the event. So um, what occurs is within. Um, within a minute, uh, you have gathered a crowd. There are uh, there are about thirty people, which includes almost every single person that was already in the cathedral and most of the people in the square. You're standing in the doors of the cathedral, um, having to manage the fact that some uh, like a, a semicircle are outside and a semicircle are inside. And after a few minutes, uh, well, after a few mo- moments of this, as soon as the uh, the crowds gathered. Um, uh, a gentleman um, comes up to uh, the semicircle from the inside of the cathedral um, and says, sir, 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 sir. Yes. Uh, not to not to interrupt, sir. I wondered if you'd like the pulpit. And you can see very clearly that this man is a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Piotr will take the pulpit. Um, so he, he leads you over. Um, and he introduces him. His name is uh, Giles Fulton, um, and he he asks, um, quite in sort of like a timid manner, "Have you been hired by the bishop? I wasn't expecting a speaker today. I, I haven't um, told the people of any ceremony that's going to be occurring." We tread the path of righteousness and are here to, for your salvation. Perfectly great news. Thank you, sir. Um, and keeps sort of like walking slightly. Um, uh, slightly intimidated and timid, uh, uh, regardless. Next to Piotr, um, he he lends you the pulpit, and he 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 means to give a short introduction first, uh, but he stands there and says, "And now," and then steps down from the pulpit, <laughs> um, giving giving room for you. Um, by this point, um, uh, like uh, forty to fifty people have gathered. And so I think I think in terms of like the rhetorical strategy that uh, Piotr is about to employ, um, he's going to lead with his conquests of the various different um, sw- like small holdings uh, in the various Russian forests that he is he was contracted to <laughs> to su- <laughs> to subjugate. Uh, yes, we've previously determined Piotr is a Russian war criminal <laughs> working under the Tsar at one point. Uh, is that yeah. Ivan the Terrible? Yes. Oh, it was good. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was Ivan the Terrible. And Glad I've got my timeline sorted. <laughs> and I think that Piotr, I think Piotr did see some stuff um, over there, and I'm fully. You don't say. I'm fully <laughs> uh, willing to believe that the things that he saw did encroach upon the supernatural and/or uh, biblical in their nature, and so. I think that he's going to relay that he saw 
similar celestial beings falling from the sky, wreathed in fire and flames and fury um, in his travels in Russia. And he is uh, dejected and despairing at the sight of such things occurring in this in this uh I think he's just going to go and call it. He's, he's very wary of uh, big, big cities and kind of high population areas. So I think he's he's just going to come out and say that it's kind of like a wretched, a wretched pit of a pit of a, uh, a city, uh, and and says and says uh, that uh, there is there is salvation that is required and that uh, people must be on on the lookout and uh, must come forward to Piotr himself. Uh, <laughs> with any kind of information and uh to take up not take up arms but have arms at the ready if need be uh it, within within four hours of Piotr arriving in the city he's starting to uh incite a rebellion um is, is so eli deliberately <laughs> headed in front of Piotr to stop potentially this exact thing more mm. more likely inciting the sunday school into rebellion but um, is how is Eli responding to to the sermon before we see the the benefits that it may reap? Wait, can I just ask? Am I preaching to some of the Sunday school as well, or am I? Do I need to do that separately? There, there appear to be a choice scattering of children, <laughs> not enough to make up a Sunday school. Okay, if I can inspire um, them, I'm doing my job as well. <laughs> <laughs> the next generation of revolutionaries. Uh, so yeah, how is how is Eli responding to this? I think Eli has realised that he cannot do anything to stop Peter. Uh, he's clearly got his 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 mission set out to uh, <laughs> preach to the town, but um, I think Eli just sits quietly, um, hoping that if he doesn't cause any more attention to the kind of group, that maybe the crowd might die down or Pewter might finish uh, with with maybe little damage. Um. So. Uh, very quickly into the sermon, when you start, um, when you start entreating um, uh, ideas of, um, you know, d- hellfire and uh, pits of sin, uh, and you know, calling Bristol um, uh, such things, um, you very quickly get somebody saying, "Corruption, corruption paid back," and I'm gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's. Um. You know, you know, Mega, you know, Mega Mind, where Bradford's character goes. I love you, random citizen. It's going to be kind of that reaction to <laughs> this man knows what I'm talking about in Russian. Um, in Russian, uh, so it's 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 a it's a very old gentleman. Um, uh, he says, "Yes, exactly. They've been trying." To do away with all the good business in the town. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna like uh, look at, look at Eli and like with like a knowing look, being like, get this guy, get this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Giles, um, very uh, uh, timidly, um. Us uh, uh, sort of speaks out, just like yes, but do not actually take up arms. Uh, <laughs> but have please. arms at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have, have have arms at the ready, but do not take them up. <laughs> um, he's just ensuring that you're not inciting a riot, um, which you know he may fail at. Um, does Eli do as uh, Peter says and um, uh, uh, catch Gilbert? Um, 
uh, this old gentleman. I think so, yeah. I think so. He, he introduces <laughs> himself as Gilbert Reed as he's taken, um, uh, and says, "Oh, you, you're you're the nice young man that's standing with this very impressive fellow." Uh, yeah, he, he, he would be very interested to speak to you, actually. Uh, if you you wouldn't mind coming along. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> he seems he seems blessed. Um, and he, he shout he like shouts back into the crowd um, and says Cecily, <laughs> Cecily, and this other old woman um, comes on out of the crowd. Um, uh, his his wife Cecily Reed, um, uh, and he says Cecily, I'm going to meet the impressive fellow. And Cecily says, Oh, he's very impressive, isn't he? <laughs> no, you know, we we have a sword at home. I, I was going to give it to our son. But but I think that we might need to keep it for ourselves. In case the devil comes a-knocking on the door, I say. In case the devil comes a-knocking on the door. Eli tries to, tries to calm her down a little bit. I go, oh, there's, there's no rush. Yeah, just, just, a, just a small conversation. Um, and so uh, does, does Piotr try to uh, get anything, out of the, anything else out of the crowd while, uh, once he's noticed that Eli has um, found somebody to be... Uh, uh, um, forthcoming with information. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of let them know that I'm pitched up at the hatchet, and that if they have any spiritual qualms, <laughs> that to seek to seek out Marjorie Beckworth and uh, lodge <laughs> lodge information. Poor with Marjorie. Her. Poor Marjorie. You're gathering um, a cult, everyone. are you, Josh? You're gathering a cult. <laughs> so um, Eli brings um, Gilbert and Cecily Reed. Uh, around to um, uh, to Piotr, um, uh, Giles uh, comes over to Piotr. He seems um, like chocked full of adrenaline. Um, he's never seen anything so religiously inciting in his life, um, and he says, "Sir, you must meet the bishop." And I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What's this? What's this guy's name? Giles. 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna cup Giles on the on the back of the neck and sa- and just and just say, "Take me to him." <laughs> 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 he, he he looks you dead in the eyes and says, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will." Um, at, at the same time, Eli arrives with the reeds. Can I? Can I just? Can can I? Can I just like t- turn and like just sort of like uh, pat Eli on the shoulder and be like, "You're my rock." Just say that. <laughs> 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 So I feel like Piotr is just like so like reliant on the actual functional capacity of Eli <laughs> to like. <laughs> Eli is genuinely terrified what Pewter would have got up to if he wasn't there to rein him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. This would have been an outward rebellion <laughs> uh, <laughs> in session one. Um, so on the on the other side of town, um, before we before we meet the Reeds, um, we uh, we should look at the constabulary. With uh, Tanazat and um, Jude arriving, uh, so outside um, there's uh, you get the impression that this man has had this uh, job of um, uh, a, a very uh, low down constable, um, one of the sort of like night watchmen um, for most of his life, and he appears to be about sixty or so. Uh, he he sort of like he wears the job well, and he's grown into his uniform. Um, he's 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 not not too tall, uh, but he's got graying hair. Um, and he says, "Ah, oh, uh, you wish to enter? 
that was rather the idea. Oh, um, is there anything that I can help you with, perhaps direct you in the right direction, sir? Um, if you would be so kind as to point me in the direction of the morgue. Oh! <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, you, you'll need to head uh, quite a bit of a distance across uh, over to the east side of Bristol. Um, uh, do, do you know Bristol well, sir? Uh, well, um, uh, you'll be looking for, as I check my map, um, oh, why is it blurry? The other map. So, um, I really love that the map that I'm currently using is Don's new and correct plan of <laughs> Bristol. Um, because uh, I was previously using a map from 20 years prior, um, which of course was not a new and correct map. Uh, I was using Matthew's, oh no, new and correct plan. <laughs> it, was, it was actually old and corrupt. And I, I, I love that it's the point in history where you just need to advertise things by saying they're new and correct. <laughs> uh, so uh, he directs you to Portland Square. Um, it's by St. Paul's on the um, the northeast side of town. Um, he directs you that you'll simply need to take, um, take Nelson Street uh, as far as it goes um, and then take a left and you'll be there at Portland Square. And that's what Jesus looks um, at Tanazar, says Madam, and takes his leave. And says, uh, and yes, uh, Madam, do, do you need directions as well? Or uh, you said you wanted to go inside. I do apologise. Um, who is it that you wish to see? The Chief Constable. Right? What, um, what business? A man leapt from the roof of your cathedral on fire. Ha, yes, uh, I, th- I think you'll find, madam, that the, the situation is quite under control. Is it? He, he looks at you and says, Why, yes, uh, we're looking into the matter of the gentleman, but he he has, he has expired, unfortunately. I'm going to persuade this man to let me inside. What do you wish to persuade him of? Oh, let you... Okay, so, um, so... Uh, you want him to direct you inside to Jenny Morton, Chief Constable. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead with a little persuasion. Let us see. Skirting by there, Ooh. two ones and a five, so that's a success. Um, so, um, uh, Stephen White, this um. Uh, this night watchman or day watchman, watchman. Let's just go with watchman. Um, says, oh, uh, so, so how do how do you go about it? Uh, um, convincing him of the importance of uh, your help to this matter. Tell me, Stephen, how many men have leapt from churches in Bristol on fire lately? Uh, I, I feel as if you know the answer to this question of one, madam. And do you not think it very strange? It is It is quite strange, but stranger things have happened, have they not? Where? When? How? Yes, it seems as if you would rather speak to uh, uh, Madame Morton. Um, I will send you in. You can find her... Um, uh, her office on the upper floor 
you just need to go by um uh, Sally Dog Morton and she'll 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 direct you in. She deals with all of the um the the, the walk-ins and such. Um and he just he opens the door and says, Off there off you go. Very well. You have been most helpful. Stephen, was it? Yes, yes, Stephen White. A long life to you. And very much yourself. Uh you head through um the entryway to the constabulary it's a a a modified uh, townhouse of sorts you can see that back rooms uh, lead to jail cells uh, in which a relatively young looking man is sat outside one of them you see um the woman sally dog morton who you were directed to uh, by Stephen outside uh, and once once you um impress on her what you did to Jenny, uh, what you did to Stephen White, uh, she directs you up the stairs towards the chief constable Jenny Morton. Tanazat will make a mental note of the singular young man in the cells to to uh, to circle back to. Uh, up the stairs, you see um you head through a door straight into an office. Um, the constabulary is not teeming with rooms. It is it is the simple three, um, with what appears to be a cabinet of weapons downstairs. Inside is uh, Jenny Morton. She's in her forties. Her head turns up from her desk towards you and says, How may I be of assistance? What is it that Sally's let you in for? Miss Morton, you are the constable here, yes. Indeed. And your name? Tanazat Walat Baraksu. A pleasure to meet you. And you? What is it that I can help you with? It is always comforting to meet a woman of business in places like this. Can you make an etiquette test? I can, yes. I I don't have a ticket, but I do have two sway. Let's see how that goes for me. Whew. You have just succeeded. Um, your icebreaker with the Constabulary of Bristol. Um, so this is a this is a conversation, um, and conversations are done in three stages. The first is an icebreaker to make sure if the Constabulary or the faction in question. Um, has a high opinion of you. You have the attention of the Constabulary of Bristol. Now, the next two stages are um, bargaining and negotiating. The bargaining stage is to get sort of like small minor boons and negotiating is to get something very, very big. Jenny Morton asks, what is it that you're um, you're doing here? I have come with uh, colleagues of mine to uh, determine the cause of a strange happening here. You're referring to the gentleman of the cathedral. <laughs> but what else? Hmm. Well, you should know that we have the matter quite under control. Have you dealt with many men suddenly catching a flame and leaping from buildings? Hmm. What is it that... Inclines you to believe that I have not dealt with many men catching a flame and jumping from buildings <laughs> or issues of the like. <laughs> Something tells me it is a quiet town. Um, she uh, impresses that you should sit and tell her why you um, you believe he can be of assistance. For a long time, I was a privateer. I have seen many, many strange things. 
And for a not inconsiderable time, I have been a scholar of the weirder happenings in the world. Um, she, yeah, she, she asks again. And what aid do you think you can offer? When I lived in Spain, I would help unfortunate people find the source of their troubles, of crimes against them. And I think I might help you here. And you... You believe this to be a... Strange matter? Quite strange. But... I am not yet sure whether it is... Dangerous. And strange. She stands. Um... And says, I have something I should like you to inspect. Of course. Um, So she will now proceed to lead you on exactly the path that uh, Jude headed off mere moments ago. Um, (laughs) um, So, Rumput Umput. See. On the north side of town... Um, oh please! God. You find a tree. What kind of in tree? A garden. Oh, Lord! Um, all right, come on. Modern day maps of Bristol. If this, if this <laughs> goes wrong, is is Piotr about to be mobbed by a sex cult? <laughs> there is a strong chance. <laughs> oh no! I don't know any magic. I can't ward myself or the constable against this. <laughs> No, you're just going to go at it like animals in a morgue. God damn. Oh, no. No, no, no. I hate that description. (laughs) So um, you find yourself um, at Clifton Downs. Ah, um, famous. The site of the modern-day Bristol Zoo Gardens. Um, You can tell that I'm using uh, Google uh, Satellite View. Um, So there there is very much uh, something called uh, Oak Tree. Ah, um, <laughs> oak, you say? Uh, yeah, so I think that might do. Okay, so Rumput walking along, he's taking in the world, soaking it into his hypersensitive uh, senses. He spies the tree, he breathes it in a bit from a distance, and he sort of walks over to it, brushes the tree like it were a horse, and then he scrapes at the ground like a dog. Kicking a kicking the dirt in between his legs and just like scrabbling away, he takes the gem, wafts it under his nose like it's a fine wine, stuffs it down, and then Sean rolls a, a dice. It's a five. No horny wind. Unfortunately. <gasps> oh. <laughs> deeply, deeply. I was so stressed. <laughs> 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 I was so stressed. So Bristol's not horny for us. Bristol's not currently, not but I'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> Please. Oh God. Um. So, um, out of the tree, um, comes a delicate but compelling perfume mm. that will spread, um, over five miles. Somehow, I feel that Rumper Umper sees this. He does this, the perfume. Yeah, yeah. So what, is, what does it look like to him? In the air, and it—it it sort of, if a color could ooze, 
than it would. It oozes from one uh, through like pink towards a, a purple and just kind of floats between these two colours changing in the light. And he lifts up his enormous arms and he shuts his eyes and allows it to float along his skin. And generally he's having a really good time as he just lets that all into his paws. And as he goes about his, uh, his day, I like to think that that scent will have stuck to him, making people in particular feel very connected to, to him. The last image we will leave this session with for now um, is um, uh, another, like, watchman um, uh, looking over this site. Um, She started watching at the time when Rumput was digging underneath the oak um, and was about to head over um, when Rumput stopped, put the gem in, and then just started wailing his arms in the air. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> like a big inflatable guy outside of a car dealership. Um, you, she, she, she's got her hand rested on her baton and then simply just walks away. As she would. What else can you do? Smiling. <laughs> we with the camera see the gentle perfume waft by her head. Um, ah. Then he whistles and a bird comes down. But it's not a horny bird. No, it's Thank not. God. It's 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 one of his pet birds. Just to stress that it's just not a horny bird. No, not this one. The horny birds so, are um, different. So we will halt there for now. Um, uh, we'll we'll be back in an hour, personally. But uh, you'll you'll hear this next week, um, and we'll be looking at the morgue, um, and hopefully the bishop. And re uh, reconnecting with this Giles fellow. Um, so yeah, you can find um, all of our uh, social media handles at Demonology RPG. That's uh, Demonology spelled with a D A E and then an I E at the end instead of a Y. Demonology RPG. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll be back soon. Uh, thank you for coming to listen and. Um, uh, Bye. 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 Bye.